Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. We are still here, back, churning them out, churning out the goodies. Churning them out. Yeah. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that a yeah. how to make a, a term? How to make butter? We we churn, you gotta churn it. Yeah, you churn it. <laughs> have you ever made butter? I've made butter before. Wow! No yeah. things you learn. I, no, I have never made butter. How about that? I did. Mm. It was when I was in Girl Scouts, so I totally do not wow. remember what I did, but I remember making it. I remember making it. So yeah. So you know how to churn <laughs> it out. I do. I know how to churn. The Girl Scouts be teaching you some stuff. Don't sleep. I'm like, wow. do not sleep on Girl Scouts. Yeah, we learned how to make butter. I knew how to. I learned how to make candles. I know wow. how to make all kinds of stuff. But anyway, that's not what this is about today. We're excited. We got a really another really wonderful guest. We're back to our guest life. Um, yes, we but are. before we before we dig into our interview, what's our music tip this week? The music tip for this week is uh, basically how to search. We were going back, continuing on with our music licensing thing, um, how to actually search for music supervisors on IMDb. And uh, ah, if you all okay. don't, don't know uh, what IMDb, it's the Internet Movie Database, and it's where all the information about films, TV shows, all these things that's where everybody puts that information. It's loaded up onto IMDb. So if you want to learn about a TV show, who the cast was, who the production crew was, um, what sound library they used, all that information yeah. you can find on IMDb. And um, the way to actually... Uh, so, well, when you go to the site, of course, you can just go find your show that you like, and then look up and dig in the information to see who's actually working on the show. But if you just want to like globally search for some music supervisors who work on shows, you can go to Google and type the word site, S-I-T-E, with a colon, the two dots, and then www.imdb.com. And then right after that, put in quotations, music supervisor. And then that will give you a list of all the names of people who are indexed on IMDb as music supervisors. Oh, wow. Look at you. Will is doing his homework. My goodness. I be digging for stuff. (laughs) You be digging. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, that's, that's really good. So definitely replay that tip back so you can make sure you get all the, all the steps to doing that. Yeah, and, I'll do um, a real, I'll do it. It's not hard. Just the word site with the colon next to it, mm-hmm. then www.imdb.com. And in quotations, mm-hmm. put music supervisor. That's it. Easy. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to play around with that. It's, it's, since we've been doing stuff, more stuff with music licensing, I, I'm definitely on IG and LinkedIn getting more music supervisors following me. And good. That's good. exciting. I'm just kind of keeping it, 
<laughs> keeping mm-hmm. it in the Rolodex, but no. Great tip. Awesome. Yep. Cool. Today's podcast is brought to you by Banzoogle. From garage bands to Grammy winners, Banzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step system will get you online literally in minutes. You can choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians by musicians, Banzoogle has all of the features you need for your website and EPK already built in. This includes tools to sell music and merch commission-free right on your website, stream your music with flexible options for music downloads, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send professional newsletters, integrations to pull in content from your online services, including YouTube, Twitter, and SoundCloud, and live support from their musician-friendly team. Not one, not two, but seven days a week. Banzoogle plans start at just $8.29 per month. Yep, that's what I said, just $8.29 per month. And includes your own free custom domain name. Gotta love that. Go to banzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days. And be sure to use our promo code, MAKINGMONEYPOD, to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. That's again, Making Money Pod to get 15% off the first year. All right, Kenya, I'll let you uh, introduce our next guest for today. Yes, totally excited about this because what's what's really cool about doing this podcast, and Will knows this about me, he can feel me smiling. You, you can always <laughs> hear me smile, right? Because I get excited. But um, is... As a musician, you, you know, you can appreciate music, I think, on another kind of level. And so when you hear certain producers and certain musicians doing things, pushing envelopes, going in really creative, cool spaces, I sometimes, you know, you kind of geek out and get excited. And so our guest today, I think, is a perfect shining example (laughs) of a producer artist who pushes the envelope, but still stays right in the pocket of like really, really good, good music. And so um, I, this is what's cool today is that this would be our first time talking to him. Um, but I've been following his music for at least, I was looking at this, I think it's been at least eight years because I think that's when, <laughs> that's when I first really started being like, okay, wait, what? Like, what did he do? What? This is, this is good. So as our, our audience knows, <laughs> we, we allow our guests to tell their stories. We um, don't, I don't like reading bios and so forth. So his stage name is Tall Black Guy. And I love that too. <laughs> so there's no doubt of who he is. Um, but, his, but his actual formal name is Terrell Wallace. So welcome, Terrell, to our podcast. Welcome. welcome. Thank you, um, Kenya. Thank you, Will, for having me on this fine afternoon. Yeah, I'm excited to because, you know, we're Will and I are both musicians. And so, like I said, you know, I kind of geek out when I am able to kind of sit down and really talk to fellow musicians. But really, our podcast is always intended for our audience, which is mostly artists figuring out this game of music so we've got producers (laughs) we've got this we've got producers we've got singers we've got instrumentalists 
But um, you are, I, I, I think you're one of the finer progressive um, black music producers out here. And so, you know, keep doing what you're doing. But if you can share with our audience um, your background a bit and how you even got into this scene of music. Oh, right. Where do we start? Okay, we'll start from the, the, the child, the childhood days. Um, mm-hmm. So my parents, so I have a, a crazy thing. So my, my mom, she was in the 80s. She was into like Cameo and Tina Marie mm-hmm. and uh, Michael Jackson and all those. T- oh, and Luther Vandross. That was her. That was her. Mm-hmm. That was her dude. You know what <laughs> I mean? So I had that lineage. I had that lineage. And then my father, he was like a real big jazz dude and a music collector. Um, mm. So like Herbie Hancock, George Duke, Pat Metheny, mm. you know, yep. the list goes on. And then because I'm the, because I have a super big family, I am the youngest out of all of the, all of my, my, my older cousins. So it's, it's like a 10 year gap between all of us. So I had grew up in the era of like, say, video music box. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Um, MTV when it was actually music TV, you know <laughs> right. what I mean? Right. You know what I mean? And, and so, you know, I remember like me and my cousins, you know, all we would do was just watch videos all day. And, you know, and, and this is around the time of the kind of the, 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 the going into the golden era of hip hop, you know? And then also my father's only like, maybe like about maybe 19 years older than me. So all that influence of music that he was listening to was you know, the kind of the stuff that I was gravitating to, you know, mm-hmm. and then um, the intro, the first, I say the probably the first thing that I, I got into in the eighties was beatboxing. That was kind of my way of kind of expressing myself, you know, you know, do the art form of hip hop, you know, beatboxing kind of was my thing. And I kind of kept that up, you know, throughout the years. And I remember, I think I was around like 17, mm-hmm. maybe 17, I was like, man, I want to make music. I didn't have any way. I didn't know how to, I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't have, my, my parents wasn't going to buy me any type of equipment. I mean, I did like the little pause tape stuff, you know, where you take two tape decks and you overdub. I did that for a little bit, right. but I never had any equipment. So this is around like 99, 2000. I was like, yo, I'm going to go buy this cheap program called Sony Acid. <laughs> and all of 60 bucks, $60 for it, you know, and that was my, that was my gateway. And then that turned into an obsession, like, you know, where I was spending like an unconscious amount, you know, like 18, 19 hours a day, just kind of trying to figure this thing out with this music stuff, you know? And then wow. lo and behold, we are coming up on 21 years later, still trying to figure it out, <laughs> <laughs> as all of us are. <laughs> You said, well, you figured out something. I, I mean, you figured out a yeah, lot, right? I think. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- awesome. I think we're all still trying to figure out a whole bunch of things. But um, yeah, I, I think oh, w- one of the things I wanted to ask you was, um, what what accomplishment did you did you have uh, that made you feel like okay, I, I can actually do this thing. I mean, it was a desire and a dream, you know, like like Biggie says, it was mm-hmm. all a dream. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. what what was the, the thing that happened that said, okay, yeah, I can really do this thing? I mean, I would actually go from the beginning. Um, I would say like, you know, because I spent like probably like about six, seven, 
maybe even eight years, kind of just like trying to figure out how I wanted to even approach a sound or whatever, my sound or whatever. And I remember when I won my first like kind of showcase beat battle situation, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, these people are actually liking my material. And then I went on to win like a few of them, you know, you know, just, uh, just, 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 just going out and showcasing my music. So I'll probably say like, I was like, yeah, I think this is pretty much where I want to stay at. And then what really set it off was when in 2014, I was blessed to go to Australia for the first time in New Zealand. Mm. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is real. This is really, really real. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. You know, and that, you know, that's another what, you know, what, six, seven years from, you know, my first beat battle and all that stuff. So just taking, you know, account of all the things that happened. And I just thought about like, yo, I am on the other side of the world with my art that I decided that I wanted to try to do this at 17 years old. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, dreams do come true for sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's funny. We, um, in our last, uh, podcast, we were talking about our last episode, we were talking about this whole need for taking these small steps and how it's those mm-hmm. small steps over and over and over again that then lead to bigger and bigger and bigger. And so when you're talking about 21 years, I think, you know, I hope artists hear you say this <laughs> because I think people think, you know, they'll see you and they think, oh, he just dropped it. He just came. I'm going to make mine happen in a year, you know, and, and just think that it comes overnight for, for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. We all know that that's not the case. But for you, what I mean, as a musician, we know there's just so much ebb and flow and all this. But what has always kept you on the path like what what do you think is it about you or your experience that's just constantly keeping you in that space because 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 you know it was crazy i've thought about this so many times you know i had a really hard think i'm like what could i do besides music like what mm. what does that look like what does that look like for my life because i've done it basically for over half my life mm-hmm. you know it's something that i'm very good at <laughs> and it just, it just, it just, it just continuously says like, man, you know, this is pretty much what you're supposed to do. Now, now don't get me wrong. Like, you know how it is. You get disappointments, you know, music will piss you off really mad, mm-hmm. really, really, really bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. so many hard, so many heartaches, but then you have, like say uh, a fan or somebody in passing, here's your art. And they say like, yo, this like literally changed my life to the point where, you know, I could keep going on my, you know, whatever my situation is, you know what I mean? Or I remember one time some dude from South Africa hit me up. It's like, yo, your music drowns out the gunshots in my, Ooh. in my little cul-de-sac. Mm. And I was like, Ooh, okay. Wow. And I'm like, Terrell, you got to keep going, man. Just, just even for that right there. Right, right. You yeah. just got to, you got to keep, you got to keep, you got to keep going, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I think, and I think now just being more acceptable to, you know, what my success is for me is perfectly fine. And if that means being a vessel through my art to, 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 to get them to whatever their situation is, man, then I'm, I'm cool for it, man. you know? Mm. Cool. Yeah. yeah. One, one question I had, um, and I know a lot of our, our listeners will definitely be interested in this question. Um, 
what's what's your uh, actually two questions, but I'll do the one first. What's your DAW, your your um, software of choice, and why? Okay, so like I was mentioning earlier, I use this program called Sony Acid. Um, right. I used to be called Sonic Foundry 2.0. Um, yep, in like I got know, that. Yeah. And so I had used that pretty much up until this year, you know, wow. that's all of 21 years, all my scars, everything has went through that program. I've wow. never veered from it. And, and recently in August, I had a computer crash, two computer crashes. And, mm. and, and, you know, if you have been, and if ever, you know, you know, you know, been with one program for a long time, you see all the different things that happens with it. And right. unfortunately, acid has so many problems over the years. I was just like, you know what? I'm about to stop this. I need some, I need some, st- <laughs> I need this, I need some stability. I need some stability. And so I ended up changing my whole setup. I went to Mac, bought a Mac mm. and I use Ableton. I use Ableton and Logic now. But before okay. that, it was Sony Acid. The reason why I like Sony Acid is because the editing properties on there you know or, yes or just, yes you know that's kind of so that's yeah. kind of where i cut my teeth at is with the editing that that just goes to show and, um, you know it, musicianship is uh, it, it surpasses uh any type of software if you're good at what you do it doesn't matter what you use so yeah keep going <laughs> yeah 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 you know i mean so i mean I, I think the thing too is just now because i've spent so much time on that one program and right. as you, if you if you if you if you just look at most of the DAWs, they kind of run the same way. It's just a little, a little exactly. different on the layout and the language, but it's still the same thing. So I transferred all of the knowledge that I had, you know, over the twenty years, and just pretty much just kind of moved into another program. Now it's still going to take some time because I'm I'm still you know learning something new. But right, I mean, it's still you know the sound is still there, whatever like that. So yeah, okay, yeah. Um, the second, my only second question, and I'll let Kenya wrap it out, uh, is, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm t- I'm, I, just, I just have, cause it's a producer side and that's what I do. No, I know you so. were going to go into the techie world. <laughs> yes, go ahead. So I, I, right. I need to get these down, <laughs> but, uh, no, the, um, <laughs> composition process, uh, cause a lot of people approach this different in many different ways. And, uh, so mm-hmm. it's, is it sounds first, your, your sounds that you're working with first, is it rhythm first, chords first, or melody first? It's records first. It's just so listening sound. to records. Got listening you. to records. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just listen to records. You know, listening to, let's say, a Stevie or whoever, you know, because I mean, again, like those are the masters. So you, why not right. like listen and study? And then usually what happens after that, I either, I'll probably practice, like kind of just fill out some chords. And then, and then if I really like the chord, then that's when I start the process of, you know, um, you know, maybe laying down some couple chord progressions and then lay down some drums. Um, mm-hmm. But then sometimes I start with the drums, you know, so it just all depends. But more, more times than not, I always start with just listening to just like just listening, first of all. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, then, and then you kind of yeah. go, you kind of go into, you go into. Gotcha. Yeah, that that listening piece, I cannot overemphasize that to, you know, especially developing artists like your ear 
and and it's not just about you know entertaining yourself it's it's mm-hmm. that true studying and listening to you mm-hmm. know from old to new cross genres just all those spaces because if you're listening continually it even starts to get in your subconscious to mm-hmm. a certain degree mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. when you're creating it yeah it's 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 coming up from a space that you may not have even consciously recognized <laughs> but if you're not listening then yeah. 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 it's not yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but this has always changed i mean it's changed over the years i mean before you know i didn't really break down songs into like song structure and bridges and ramps right. and nothing like that in the beginning it just kind of just you know it's, that's something that kind of comes later you know, unless you're a musician, then that's something different. But I'm not, I like, I'm not trained as a musician. Like I self-taught myself how to play keyboard, you know, at 27, right. mm-hmm. you know, I was 27 mm-hmm. years old when I started. I was going to ask that question. So, yeah. yeah. You know, and trying, yeah. to, trying to pick up an instrument at that age, that's tough. Because, yep. you know, my attention span <laughs> is not as it was when I was a kid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Kids nowadays, the attention spans, I, I don't know. I'm constantly, yeah. we have to like train them because they're so used to the quick movements Jeez. nowadays. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I had a question regarding, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say a question regarding the business side of this because mm-hmm. like you just said, you had to kind of self-teach yourself in terms of, um, you know, learning, you know, the, the chords and keys or what have you, and then putting everything together and the software. Mm-hmm. How are you managing, how has this process been of managing the business? And is, I don't know if maybe you can just let our listeners know how you do that. Like how, how is the management of your business go? Um, well, I would say, you know, first we got to get good at it. And then from there, you know, you start getting the little money in, and then it turns into, it starts to become somewhat of a job in a in a in a in a in a, in a, in a way for you to get your income. And I think mm-hmm. over the I say where I really started really where income was starting to come in was probably like the last I say about six seven years where it was coming mm-hmm. consistently. Mm-hmm. So now you have to learn how to be somewhat of an entrepreneur with it and and figure out ways to have multiple streams of income and not just the music itself. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, rather that be, you know, and I always give people like the, the, the top five ways you can make bread in this, in this stuff. Obviously you got your publisher, you know, that's like your, mm-hmm. that's your insurance money. That's your, that's your, <laughs> you know, you get, you, 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 you knock something out the park and say six years ago, you don't never know where that song is going to go. You know, that you, right. you 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 get you collect you collect from your from your performance right organization, then you have shows. Mm-hmm. Whenever we have shows again, that's right. revenue. Right. So that's two streams of income, right? Then you have your merchandise. Mm-hmm. That's three streams of income, right? Yeah. Then you have mm-hmm. your you have your digital distribution. So that means if you get to TuneCore, DistroKid, uh, I use Catapult. That's another. That's so that's mm-hmm. that's five right there. I think five. Mm-hmm. Am I on five? Mm-hmm. That's five. I okay. think it was, was it four or five? I think it was, yeah, it was my it was four, four or five. But yeah. Okay. And then you got Bandcamp. I wasn't counting. Oh, there you go. Okay. okay so, <laughs> yeah. so we got, so we got, so we got, okay. So we got the performance rights. We got shows. We got merch. We got digital distribution. Okay. Bandcamp is five. 
Bandcamp yeah. band yeah. is, band is probably the, probably, probably one of the number one ways for artists to see most of the income that um, the consumer pays to them because, you know, they, the Bandcamp has an artist share that they have, but it's like 10%. So you basically get about 90% of the bread, you know, your mm-hmm. money from just Bandcamp. Bandcamp is its own space of where mm-hmm. you make income and you can sell records, you can sell merchandise, you can put videos, whatever. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you got five, so that's five streams of income right there, you know, and then knowing how to manage that, knowing how to save your money, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yep. you know, yes. you know, you yes. know how, you know how music goes, you get, you know, if you get a big lump sum of money and if you're a full-time musician, yo, say you get five grand you got to learn how to live off of five grand for five six months yeah right <laughs> exactly you know what i mean so which that, is what kind of yeah go ahead no i'm sorry keep going keep going mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know you know so just being very disciplined with your money not all this i learned yeah you know yeah no later, later. i was i was gonna say um with this whole covid situation that's been a question that we've added Mm-hmm. to our interviews um you know one side of that coin is how are you doing during this covid mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and the other side of that question is um what do you think is going to be the life post covid for you know for musicians and artists oh man so on the on the one side I'm on the income side I'm doing pretty I'm doing okay actually you know, mm-hmm. um, and I did a lot of, and I've been saving like crazy, right? You know, just trying mm-hmm. to, just because I mean, I didn't never know, you know, you don't never know when this stuff will happen, so you kind of got to know what be prepared. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and then on the flip side of as far as how this is going to look after COVID, I don't know that question because I mean, for <laughs> I mean, for you, for you, William and you, Kenya, I mean, the shows. Mm-hmm. Shows was a big part of the way how you can connect and another way for you to to get income. And so with the shows not being in the venues, not being available, how does that look? I mean, streaming's okay, but it's not the same connection. Mm -hmm. No, it's not the same connection. You know what I mean? So, you know, just and and it's almost like, you know what? You, I, at least I feel anyway, that like you have to figure out a different strategy plan, meaning like if you got some other type of hobby or something that you can figure out a way to turn into some type of business venture to have another form of income, that's probably going to be the, that's probably going to end up being the way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about that, right, Will? <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> we've been covering that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... yeah, I, I mean, I had a homie of mine. He he came up with a with a with a with a with an IPA with a with a beer. It has his mm. name on it. He invested his money into it, and that's a a part of his brand. On top of all the right. other all the other stuff exactly. that he's doing, you know. Right. So yeah. it, it's 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 not just the music. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it is about expanding your brand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and I wanted to just say yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I was just gonna say we, we should have. <laughs> we all we all want to talk. We all want to talk. But just just to to drop it in that actually one of our uh, topics that we should have in the future um, it is is talking about some of these alternative things that you could do and 
and you know, and I definitely mm-hmm. would add um, have having uh, using your whole whole life insurance policy, the infinite banking concept, and I'll, I'll expand. I'm going to expand on that on one of our, our shows, but I think that that's something that that would totally benefit artists. Um, yeah, if you, if you haven't again? heard about it, you, yeah, if you haven't heard about it, check it, it out. Called it's called the inf- infinite banking concept. Um, uh, Nelson Nash is uh, sort of the guy who sort of codified it, but uh, there's a book called What Would the Rockefellers Do? And um, that it chronicles uh, how the Rockefellers kept their wealth and how the Vanderbilts uh, mm. sort of squandered their wealth. Mm. So, and it's through the wow. through and whole just, life insurance. I just, I, yes, I just I just pulled this up. Um, I, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Once, once you spend some time, and, and sure. you know, and I'll actually email you a couple links that that'll actually quicken the the pace okay. for you to understand it. But uh, yeah, when, once once okay. you dig into that, I yeah. think. It'll it'll totally change your yeah. perspective. Yeah, man. I mean, it's. I mean, my father's a my father's a business dude. My my dad's a mortician, so like he's always been on like some you know entrepreneurship. Yep. Don't work for the man mm-hmm. type situation. He always been telling me that, and I never really oh, this- understood it. So I actually went after something that I wanted to do. <laughs> did, yeah. Did- <laughs> this 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 will totally get you right know up we in that joke. Alley. But go ahead, Kenya. We joke about that. I was going to say we joke about that, but this is really real in terms yeah. of how we, you say you have a, a child, Terrell, and I, you know, I have two sons mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. my sons are, are teenagers. They're mm-hmm. 17 and 14. So my mm-hmm. oldest, you know, obviously he's, he's a senior, so he's preparing mm-hmm. for college. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've always inv- told them, you know, you need to think about being, an entrepreneur think mm-hmm. about making mm-hmm. your own and so now they've seen me work for myself yeah um yeah. they're watching their father now go more into some his own entrepreneurship yeah. and so my oldest yeah. is like he got his first little job right now right. <laughs> and yeah. he and yeah. he's yeah. like you know mom i'm gonna have like 200 dollars at the end of this weekend and i'm like uh-huh yeah. and he's and I, I said don't get too comfortable yeah. With that idea of somebody yeah. paying you, he's like, "Oh no, no, no! This is just so that you know." But when I make my own, so we really do, you know. I think we get sometimes too caught up in being yeah. artists and understand yeah. that this is a really amazing entrepreneurial mm-hmm. opportunity because of all the different streams. Yeah. And you just named top five, you know, yeah. right offhand. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you gotta you gotta think about that. You know, and, you know, because, I mean, our, you know how we are, man. We just want to create, create, create. But, I mm-hmm. mean, after a while, you got to figure out a way to sustain. <laughs> and yeah. sustain and multiply yeah. and multiply if possible. You know what I mean? Now, all of it is just, you know, if you got the right people behind you or around you that can kind of teach you, you mm-hmm. know. And, I mean, because a lot of this stuff, you know, at least for me, like, I just kind of learned it over time. And I don't know everything. You know, these are kind of the yeah. things that kind of worked out for me um and you know again just trying to figure out other different ways i mean this covid thing is just i mean it's, it's literally just turned everything upside down so like you gotta like really think or like yes. put something yes. put something on paper or whatever you know and try to go for it i guess you know yeah yes indeed yeah no this i mean our podcast is right on time because that's all we are preaching is about how you make this business work for yourself so Mm -hmm. i I Mm -hmm. think that um you know covid 
<laughs> has only highlighted, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all, all that we've been mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. Let me ask you guys a question. How are you guys ferreted out with the way how you <laughs> facilitate um, income or not? Yeah. Will, would you like to go first oh, or well, would you like me to go? <laughs> either, either one. I mean, uh, I'm I'm blessed and fortunate to actually have, you know, a, a, a day gig, but it with something that I love, mm-hmm. which is teaching music. So, um, I'm, Very good. I'm actually Very nice. That's another yeah, stream income. Yes, <laughs> I'm super blessed to actually have the stable uh, government, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the University of it's Maryland, University of Maryland system. Um, but you know, okay. that that's a blessing. Um, but you know, besides that, uh, you know, of course, the the licensing is is my. I told told everybody I shifted mm-hmm. my whole music business to licensing years ago, which was Man, perfect that the, timing. That is the greatest thing ever in life. That is the yes. greatest thing. You ain't gotta mm-hmm. go. You ain't, you ain't gotta go nowhere. You can do it right in your home. That's it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah. I, I peeped yeah. that game early. I was like, look, I've been you know struggling out here, not struggling, but you know, just slapping the gigs, performing mm-hmm. and doing all this this stuff. And then I was like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. there's an easier way to do this. Mm-hmm. And that was the licensing yes, game. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I wear three million hats. Um, let's see, where do I start? Will no, no. My main, I think, what my bread and butter is actually more. I have a, I also have a master's in counseling. So for me, counseling and developing and coaching and teaching, mm. that's always been really been my, you know, my artistry was always more of my hobby, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until, um, I guess it was I released my first EP like. 10 years ago and I started saying, oh, I could maybe make this hobby more. Mm-hmm. But I always kept, I always kept my counseling and my, you know, I always kept that nice and fresh and, and available. Mm-hmm. So I actually, what really sustains me is I too work at a university in Chicago and I do counseling with students. Um, mm-hmm. But on the music side, I coach artists and I do, I work with artists. Um, I do workshop series, master classes, one-on-one coaching, mm-hmm. helping them develop their, um, their music uh, business plan side mm-hmm. of things. And, and really mm-hmm. that's very heavy education side. And then, yeah, like you said, I have my website, I have my merch, I have my publishing, I have my, you know, digital, you know, royalties paid out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, musically, definitely not performing, you know, that was obviously a huge part <laughs> yeah. of the income. So not doing that has just ramped up more of my working with artists and mm-hmm. helping develop them as, mm-hmm. you know, and doing workshop series. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 great. You know what I find that I, I I enjoy sometimes more than the music making process. I actually enjoy like conversations like this, mm-hmm. or or where you're kind of you're giving in not monetarily but in wisdom. You know, mm-hmm. and I feel like I feel like when you do when you when you when you when you do that. And there's nothing behind it. I feel like when you give like that, it seems I somehow the universe it still keeps you afloat. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Because you're you're, you're not you're not you're not hoarding information. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh, That's Terrell, right. you took my phrase. I say that all the time. Stop <laughs> hoarding. Stop hoarding that yeah. information, artists. Like share. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You know, we're all about that. 
And so yeah. I, I, I feel like give I feel like giving a lot of times, you know, yep. definitely gets you in the positions where you need to get to love. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. No, it's about that service. I mean, it, it becomes very spiritual. It becomes very bigger than I think artists have to remember it's bigger than us. Yep. You know, it's it's bigger than us. Like you were talking about the South African with his your music drowning out the gunshots. I mean, yeah. you didn't you weren't thinking about that yeah. <laughs> when you were all. making the music. Not, not, at all. So not at all. Not at all. Not at all. We're ves- we're vessels. Mm. Yep. Well, this has been so good. And yeah. you, I want to make sure in our last few minutes you're able to promote. I know you've got a new project out, um, which I love. And actually, one of your featured um, artists was on our podcast not terribly long ago, Deborah Bond. Oh, and, yes, the homie. You know, yeah, she's she's <laughs> that chick. I love Deborah. But um, <laughs> if you could just share with yeah our listeners, um, you can talk a little bit about your project and then how they can get it and, and stay okay. in touch with you, social media handles and stuff. Uh, okay. Um, so the project we're talking about is uh, Restless As We Are. And I guess the approach with that was is I didn't plan on putting that out. There was no preconceived thing about it. You know, I mean, at the time when we had, when we went into quarantine, all the inspiration of making any type of music was not there for like Mm. basically like a month and a half. I didn't want to do music. I didn't want to listen to music. I, you know, Mm. it was just, it was just, you know, all that type of stress. I just had a newborn, you know, and so you know, it was just, it was just like, man, I want to, I want to go out and help, you know, you know, go, go, go protest or whatever. But then I had to really think about that. Like, yo, you just had a newborn, man. Yep. You can, mm-hmm. you can go out, you, you can go out here and think you're doing the right thing and anything can happen. And I don't, I just thought about it. I didn't want to be in a position where I jeopardize me not being there for my kid and my family. You know what I mean? Right. So no. it, it was like, okay. I don't want to do any music, but I know this is the thing I do. And then out of nowhere, I started listening to this um this dude named Marishi Yogi. He's like this spiritual dude for um he was a spiritual guru for the Beatles. Right. Mm. And 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 that turned into the beginnings of what's the track that Deborah's on. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, and then pretty much in like in probably like about four weeks. I mean, the music was just, it was just spewing out, you know, just, you know, it was crazy, but I didn't, I didn't plan on putting that out. So, you know, it's kind of identifying with all, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of identifying with all the stuff that was going on. And, you know, that was kind of my way to try to, you know, one, pick myself up and then two, you know, pick up anybody else, you know, cause it's, it's, it's been stressful. It's been a lot, it's been a stressful year for sure. Yes, it yes, has. For sure. Um, yeah. Yes, it is. It's an amazing. I love the project. I love yeah. the project. So, so um, how can people find it? How are they gonna go and listen to it uh, right now? <laughs> it's off of um, on Bandcamp. Pretty much all my music is Bandcamp. Top Blackout Productions, uh, Bandcamp. Um, yeah, okay. And it's on it's on it's on it's on Spotify, iTunes, and Title as well. Okay. Um, okay. And then yeah. let's see what else. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. I actually shut down my Twitter. 
just because I, I didn't, <laughs> you shut I, it down. Yeah, um, man. I mean, I, I, I'm trying. I want to shut all that stuff down. I don't want to. I don't want to be a part of this social media stuff anymore. If I don't have yeah. to, at least, the, at least the the, the personal yeah. part, the, the personal part. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, but we'll we'll post the yeah. the wow. links to your stuff on uh on the, the the post on our Facebook and our website. So it'll be there. Yeah. Uh, Oh, perfect. Oh, and I got a, I mean, a website, a website as well, talkblackartproductions.com too. So you got. Yeah. Awesome. All those. Awesome. Yeah. All of that will be included in our show notes. Yep. And if you, if you don't listen to tall black guy, I'm telling you, Check you need to, you need to get your life right. I just, I think Check he takes just a really, I, now that you told me the influences and how you grew up, it all makes mm. sense. So um, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely check them out. And thank you again. We're all balancing our kids at home. So just listeners know that my I know my fire alarm was going off. The bell just rang. Yeah, just buddy. understand. We're yeah. in. Yeah. We're in this all together, yep. yeah. doing what we need to do from home. Yep, the, 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 my little munchkin just got it right now, so I'm about to go ahead and grab him too. Yeah, <laughs> see, we all multitasking. But thank you for your time yeah, and sure. uh, appreciate you. We, we we got you. We're gonna keep supporting your music. So, sure. um, Will, yeah, that's it. Will, we'll wait till next time. Another good one. Another oh, I good just love these. I love these. <laughs> yep, another good one. This is awesome. Thanks. All right, then. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll uh, talk to you guys later. Thank you, Kenya. Oh. Thank you, Will. Appreciate you guys. Gotcha. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you would like to join our new artist development program, the 3MB Club, please contact us via email at 3MBpodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player and leave us a rating and review. Also, please leave us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com.